All right, we just had a from uh, from New York. It's Saturday night. We just had a a situation here right before Andy Hart makes his way on from WEI.com. Nobody goes through more headphones than I do. It is amazing. Maybe I'll do a Greg. This is what Greg does. Greg. Uh, hold on, let me just turn him up. No, he, he, yeah, he, I don't know, I don't know how he does it or hears anything or anything like that. But basically, uh, so uh. these headphones that I buy, I get a five pack of them, right? Where's Twitch? Here you go. These, I get the old five pack of them, right? For, I don't know, 80, 90 bucks from the broadcasters, wholesale, whatnot. I've given Christian. That's the third pair I've given him, <laughs> and they're broke in maybe four months. I, it's all it, I did, Gresh. All I did was grab them and try to flip, unflip well, them. Okay, I think you sh- pulled them too far apart. You yes. pulled them apart as if it was Andy Hart. This is why head. they're like. This is why they're like five for twenty. And it's also why I I <laughs> like those because if that were two hundred bucks and you broke it, how I upset would you be? Two hundred dollar one. You already did. That's why you have those. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Andy Hart. He's presented by McFarland Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in greater Boston, the North Shore, or the Cape, please visit McFarlandEnergy.com. Hart, good afternoon, friend. How are you? Hi, fellas. And uh, I have go. never broken any headphones. Ever. Oh, there you go. Now I feel like so, a coach. All I need you. is a little... Oh, yeah, Fourier, put it on uh, just one ear. Is that because, Hart, you're an earbud? No, I always have headphones, but I use quality headphones. I think Christian's on to something. When you buy something in a five-pack and they break, yeah. maybe you should stop buying the five-pack and buy good ones. <laughs> hey, listen, they work great for me. I've only used two of the five. <laughs> well, then stop giving them to right? Christian. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that's really what it is. I just got to give him a white pair, and he's going to have to uh, live these, with it. Though. I'm going to fix these by tomorrow. Oh, duct tape. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. That's dicey. Actually, I'm going to fix them right during our break. Uh, I, there's only one person in this building that Mingles. can fix it, and it'd be Mingles. So okay. go bring it to him. Uh, Andy Hart, uh, your biggest takeaway from week one was? From the Patriots or the whole league? Patriots. The whole, oh, okay. From the Patriots. Uh, you know me, optimistic Andy. Always happy Andy. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Optimistic Andy. <laughs> it's like Bob the Builder in like a psycho world. Uh, <laughs> We're in imagination we land. We're back in imagination. I was going to say. <laughs> no. Come on, guys. Sometimes I'm positive. That. No. Um, so I am back all in on Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I really out? liked what yeah. I saw. Uh, late in the late in practice preseason, I thought he trended in the wrong direction. I thought he was chasing quite a bit. And he wasn't perfect in this game. But I thought your number one pick, number one corner, met the challenge of opening day in a tough challenge against a good-to-great quarterback with some great weapons. And I loved the physicality. And I loved that he was sort of the anti-Mac. And I don't mean to say that as a shot at Mac, but Mac was hard on himself for not being able to come through with the game on the line. They got me the ball twice. I couldn't finish. They went after the rookie with the game on the line, the Philadelphia Eagles, and he batted that away with ease. And I love, and I've told you guys this before, every once in a while on the practice field he has this. He has this swaggy um, just look of contempt for people that throw at him sometimes, and he had that look <laughs> on that play. And I effing love that. You have a corner to build around, in my opinion. Um so uh, when I when I think about it, but other than other than that, everything went great for him. Other than the win, I mean, talk about like a first performance. What about the, all the other rookies? My whole idea about all the production that they're getting from all the rookies, not just one, not the first round pick, all of them are contributing. 
and just early indication leads me to believe that they're going to be bigger role players than I think most people believed in a hurry. Yeah, so uh, if you remember when they had the ribbon-cutting ribbon ceremony for Gillette and Robert Kraft was talking and he talked about how we have a young team with great chemistry, and immediately people are like, are you guys really young? And they looked it up and they are like the fifth oldest team in the NFL. But if you're playing all these rookies, if you're going to put Demario Douglas and Kayshawn Booty on the field with the game on the line, you're a younger team. If you're going to have two starting guards, or even if one of them on any given week are out there who are rookies, you're a younger team. So you may have old players, and some of those numbers are swayed by like a guy like Lawrence Guy or Matthew Slater in terms of overall average age, but they looked like a pretty young football team on the field on Sunday. Now, I will say um, it's great that they're out there. And we played this game, I think it was the Cleveland game last year. My guy Fitzy, we were working on the uh, Six Rings pod, and he's like, all the rookies are playing. This is a great rookie class. Mm, now we're looking back on it and like, where's Pierre Strong? Where's Kevin Harris? Where's Taekwon Th Like, it's not a great rookie class, but coming out of week one, hell, I'm doing TV, and I get an email asking me if we want to do a segment on, is this Belichick's best draft class ever? Is that an overreaction? That's a ridiculous overreaction. The guy has drafted classes, one of which started with Devin McCourty and Rob Gronkowski, a GOAT and a potential Hall of Famer. And then there's other class. There was like the 05 class with Mankins. They got James Sanders and, and Nick Casher and all these starting players out of it. This is a good young class. I liked what I saw in week one, but it would have been a nicer story if Kayshawn Booty knew the rules or had better body control, right? Like there was some of it that, yeah, they were out there, but I don't know that they were helping you win a football game. And... Mapu, for example, he was out there early, had a nice tackle. He only played nine plays. And so the numbers are going to be fluffed up because you got a couple of receivers that are playing. Guards were forced into action. You got a couple special teamers, kicker, punter that are out there. They're, they have a good rookie class that I think is going to be asked to contribute. How high a level they contribute at, we'll see. Uh, do you think any of the decisions that Bill Belichick made in the fourth quarter were connected in any way, shape, or form to a lack of faith in Chad Ryland? I've heard this idea, and on the fourth and three that everybody was bitching about, it was on the 17-yard line, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about a 35-yard field goal. If there is any question in Bill Belichick's mind, I don't care if it's game one, game seven, game 17, about whether Chad Ryland can make a freaking 35-yard field goal, then he shouldn't be your kicker. Nick Folk should be back, and you should have cut your ties and said, I made a mistake drafting this kid. Otherwise, put him out there, tell him to kick the ball. He's a kicker, right? You're not asking him to punt. You're not asking him to long snap, cover a kick. This is literally his job. He's had a solid summer. So, no, I don't. I heard a lot of that. Oh, this is what he did with Guskowski, and he wouldn't try. Lo okay, longer field goals. We may have a discussion as the season wears on. Situationally difficult field goals based on wind or weather, whatever. We can have that discussion. But fourth and three with a 35-yard field goal, kick the damn ball. So, other other than that, though, for, I mean, not to get into the whole moral victory, but I guess <laughs> most people would be, would be really happy with the outcome and have a an honest kind of maybe a reevaluation based on everything that happened on Monday, what happened on Sunday and Thursday, that there could be a better opportunity as previously thought of this team making a playoff run. Sure. I think that's more on the – I saw a lot of – even I think my guy Fitzy fell into uh, – AFC East is wide open. Why? 
because I believe the Buffalo Bills are still the three-time defending champions who, yeah, they lost. It's a bad matchup. Clearly, Josh Allen sucks against that Jets defense. That's going. That's a bit of a trend. But until they are dethroned, displaced, or Josh Allen's the one with a torn Achilles, I still think the division goes through Buffalo. But for a wild-card perspective, for the Patriots and everybody else in the AFC, whether it's Chargers or Ravens or Steelers, I think you say, wow, we just one team likely just got either eliminated from the wild card mix or um, is less of a formidable foe in the potential wild card mix. Now, I also think the Jets um, are a <laughs> wild card, pun intended here, depending on who the quarterback is. I know they're saying it's Zach Wilson, um, but if they get a more reliable veteran quarterback, I actually I proposed this with Pac, uh, Adam Pacman Jones yesterday, that uh, our Pacman Jones, not the one that got arrested yet again. <laughs> um, that's a different one. Um, I proposed, I think uh, Jacoby Brissett is the perfect guy for them because I don't think they need a good quarterback. What they need is to not have a terrible quarterback, not have a turnover machine. But if they, if they, if you say Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback of the Jets, I still think they have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Patriots. But no, there's everything changed on the fourth play of that game. Everything changed in New York, in the NFL, everything. Boy, it's weird to say that it would feel like it could wreck Zach Wilson if they did that. But think about the mixed messaging as well from hard knocks relative to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we got the eraser here. The offensive problems are fixed. And, hey, this guy was the problem, and we brought in an upgrade. Well, the problem child is now back in a quarterback. And then let's say two weeks from now, they're one and two, and then they go make that move, like you say, Hart, and they go get uh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, my God. Then it's if Brissett gets hurt and you got to go back to Wilson again. <laughs> no, seriously, it doesn't it become like this almost like trickle down effect of if you bring somebody in, they better be good and they better stay healthy because if you got to turn back to the kid for a second time, how the hell do you sell that to that that football team? Yeah, you really can't. And I think then you go out and find another one. There's a long list of them and they'll be available. The Matt Ryan's and the Philip Rivers and all those people. Um, obviously, the news of today is because I do think they got they should make the call to Tom Brady. The worst thing that he can do is hang up on you. The worst thing that he can do is laugh. But you can offer him something that no one else or very yeah, no one else can really offer. A couple other teams maybe can offer, but you you are a, a potential Super Bowl favorite if Tom Brady's your quarterback. No quarterback's ever won the Super Bowl with three different teams. Tom Brady likes history. He cares about challenges of that nature. But he's Foxborough forever. Is he? I'm not sure he knew that option was available when he was saying, I am always a patriot. I should have waited till June to drop (laughs) that that line. Shut your pie hole. Premature. Um, Uh, Walked into that one. (laughs) The the Jets, I mean, Zach Wilson is who he is. The the most damning thing, I think, for Zach Wilson wasn't even his play. If anybody watched, it was Peyton Manning's reactions to his play. I I mean... The disgust in his face, in his voice, you know, that one, yeah, yeah, just keep running backwards. Yeah, yeah, keep running. He was like a sarcastic, disappointed father watching his (laughs) his crappy kid play. Yeah. And so, I I mean, yes, I I think Zach Wilson is toast in New York. I know they tried to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers will play for a couple years and then we'll pass the baton to Zach Wilson for another 15. I think he's toast already in New York. So, however the toast gets burnt, it gets burnt. Yeah, there's not a chance. They're saying all the right things because in the meantime, they need to keep him mentally in it. So, he doesn't just say, screw this. They have to. But there's not a chance in hell that guy finishes the season. But 
The one team that nobody's – it's like whenever people are talking about the AFC East, they sit there, they, they lots of attention to the Bills, tons to the Jets, a lot to the Patriots, but it's about them finishing last. But I feel like the Dolphins, this team the Patriots are going to play this Sunday night here at Gillette, late game, are the one team that, I don't know, is it fair to say they're flying under the radar? Yeah, and they had the best win of the weekend yeah. in the division by far. They went on the road against a healthy playoff caliber team and won a shootout like they deserve credit for that and if i'm them if i'm mike mcdaniel i'm fine let's just let's go under the radar and let's go under the radar till foxborough and let's go two and zero in the division let everybody talk about the bills suck and rogers is hurt and the patriots are better than we fit like let everybody talk and let us just pile up impressive wins to start the year because if they go to la beat the chargers in a shootout beat herbert and then they come to new england and whatever the weather is going to end up being on Sunday night, go 2-0 and in that situation, they should feel really, really good about themselves. And I think we all believe they're a pretty good football team. You know, we're seeing how the defense comes together and overcomes some of the injuries they've had. Um, certainly giving up 230 yards rushing is not a great formula to being a playoff team. But week one, week one, we'll see where that goes. Um, I'll tell you what is a good formula, having playmakers, offensive playmakers. We've talked about that a lot in recent years, that a lot of really good teams have guys that they can just go to with the game on the line, and they have a couple of those. So I do think the Dolphins are flying under the radar a little bit on, and again, this is all overreaction week, right? We, you know, I, I also find it funny that, that you know, this, this idea that the only thing that matters is wins and losses, correct? Except the Jets are 1-0, and everybody thinks they're dead in the water. The Patriots are 0-1, and, and everybody thinks they're better than expected and they're going to be okay. And it's like, well, the record says something different. Well, the record says that after one week. We'll see where it goes. But um, I try not to overreact to anything because right now, if we overreact, Burrow sucks, uh, Allen sucks, uh, Lamar sucks, and they don't all suck. Uh, okay, Josh Allen might not suck, but there's a problem in Buffalo, is there not? Absolutely. He's going down the Drew Bledsoe road. He's going reverting to his bad ways where, you know, he thinks even though he says the right thing and Drew used to do this, Drew knew what to do. Drew knew what to say, but then Drew would still throw the head scratching pick and do those things. And I think Josh Allen, the whole story was I'm going to be cleaner with the ball, take care of the ball. And then he comes right out and he just can't help it. He starts scratching and like having a breakout like, oh, no, this is me. I got to start going deep. He has these mental breakdowns. Um <laughs> I still think some of it is Dable. I still think it's Dable. I, I really do. The The loss of Dable, I think, was really big for him. I think that was his guy that it was, it was like, what's his name from the boxing world? Customato, the guy who was uh, Mike, Mike Tyson's, Tyson's guy. guy. Yeah. Like the Kevin one guy Rooney. that perfectly kept him in line, did the right things, got everything the best out of Mike Tyson was that guy. And when he wasn't in the picture, it went off the rails. He was still talented, but some of the other stuff went off the rails. And I wonder if. Josh Allen is that if he doesn't have the structure in Buffalo without Brian Dable. So uh, talking to Andy Hart, you mentioned the weather. Are we looking for another wet, nasty day on Sunday night? Is that, is that the whole vibe that we're getting here with the what, Mr. What, weather, Mr. Weatherman? Well, certainly the possibility, as somebody who took his boat out of the water this morning because I'm scared to death of what this Hurricane mm. Lee is going to do. Um, and if you've been paying attention at all, it's it's going out east. It's coming back west. It's going to hit, you know, Saturday morning. It's going to trail. It's massive. The effects will be felt immediately. Like, I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend to have any idea, but it certainly seems like wind and wet could be an issue at Gillette Stadium yet again, which brings into um and to play a lot of questions i mean one of the things that i found really interesting from last week and all the pro max stuff was all the criticism of his arm strength and i'm not going to say it's unwarranted 
But I've questioned his arm since his rookie year. Some people are just getting on. Like Chad Finn, I saw say, like, you know, is it starting to be a problem with these receivers having to wait for the football to get there? And Chad Finn's a pretty optimistic guy when he writes about the Patriots. So um, certainly that Hunter Henry play, uh, the fourth and 17, when he's waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball, and then he ends up dropping it because I think he was freaking out knowing he was going to get hit short of the sticks. Um, This arm strength, if you're going to be playing in the remnants of a hurricane, remnants of a tropical storm, could be an issue. And then even... The young specialists. If you can't try a Chad Ryland 35-yard field goal last Sunday, I'm guessing you're not going to try Chad Ryland field goals this coming Sunday in a hurricane. So, yeah, I think weather could be something to keep an eye on. Uh, So, uh, Captain, you got the boat out of the water. Is it uh, earlier than you normally would have taken the boat out of the water? Oh, I didn't say it's out permanently. There's a chance it's going to be back in on Sunday or Monday. Like I, I think we still get a good month of uh, of weather. So oh. yeah, it's in the driveway for now. I think I'm putting it back in. Hopefully. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, it's like not hey, giving this, up yet. Hey, this hurricane could be coming. We don't know what. It could be nothing. It could it's be nothing. something. Better safe than sorry. Right. I was going to say right now. You know what the people of Lemonster are saying? Please, God, stop raining. I'm yes. just looking at the radar. Oh, they're getting pounded again. The other day, they got 11 inches in like a couple of hours. You know what? I, it's funny. I was telling for you, I went on the NOAA.gov site, and uh, yep. they had it officially, I think, at like nine and a half inches on that big rain day. That's like, unbelievable. And Because I think the conversion is eight inches of snow to an inch of rain. Someone told me it's 10. It's right in bed. But think about it. That would have been, so nine inches of rain on the low end would have been 72 inches of snow. Right. That's buffalo-like blizzards they get up there when they're crazy and they're shutting down and people have to like get uh, snowmobiles. Yeah, that that'd, that'd be stadium. working from home for a week. So, yeah. so who wins? Who oh, wins this week? Yeah, who wins? Wow, he just no, cut no, right I to mean, the yeah. chase on a Wednesday yeah, If you're boating tall. Yeah, yeah, well, no, Fourier really doesn't follow care. the weather. Suddenly, Fourier yeah. doesn't uh, like to stop and tickle. He wants to give me football talk. What if my, football. I need to know the humidity. My hair might poof on television Sunday night. I'm just not really concerned about you know Andy Hart's little dinghy. It's all. <laughs> just his little <laughs> dinghy boat. What? That's a good line. Uh, I, give me the uh, give me the Dolphins. Um, I still think they are a talented football team. I think they're an explosive offense. Um, my guess is Vic Fangio is going to do his best to solidify that run defense. They gave up two thirty, even though I think the Patriots need to run the ball. Ramondre Stevenson only had twenty five in the opener. I was a little disappointed there. We'll see where the health of the offensive line goes. Bill was real generous, saying he does think that at some point Cole Strange and Mike Unwena will play. <laughs> That's point. great, Bill. We heard that. They're, they're on your roster, and they're paid for a reason, so I would hope they're going <laughs> to play at some point. Um, but I just, Tua's playing really well right now. Tua's healthy. The best way to stop that would be to hit Tua. Can't go down the Greg Williams road, but I'd be trying to hit Tua every chance I got because if you get Tua out of there, I think you have a great chance to win. Um, but it's another challenge for the defense. I thought the defense met the challenge in week one. If they meet the challenge as much as they did in week one against Tua, Hill, and Waddle, then you will once again have a chance to win, and once again it will be on Mac to make a play, and Mac still has never made one of those plays. Uh, well, uh, I just assume that the Dolphins are going to win everything because they have wide receivers, and all oh, I've been geez. told is that's you all that your matters. straw men. Stop arguing with straw men. Listen to real human beings for once in a am while. I, am I arguing with straw men, or am no I one arguing told you the with Dolphins people are winning that work everything. here? No one told you the Dolphins are winning everything because they have receivers. No oh, one. Not one person told you that. Guy who, who, likes who? The, who, likes to, who likes to dissect uh, defensive coverages in the uh, NFL. Yeah, boy. Or oh, his, yeah, or his little sidekick, yeah. Shimey. Oh, yeah. Sounds like he has bigger fish to worry about, like uh, not getting blown out on opening. Oh, 
Sorry, Whoa. Whitney Love, you mean it, but you got smoked. Coach on Coach Crime here. Holy Jeez. cow. Good grief. I'm just All a right. fan and a father. Oh, yeah. All right. Andy Hart at WEEI.com, host of the Six Rings and the Breaking Boston podcast as well. We'll talk to you next week, Hart. See you, man. See ya.